Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Do, do the whole show like Tom Hardy and Pinky Oh, please Bond. don't say that. Go on. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think so, no. I, <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. You've done it. I, no, I don't no, think no, so, no. Right, right. sponsored by Batway. You, <laughs> you just sign the fucking form there yeah. and that's it. No, listen, Tom. All right. We've got to sort him out. I'm Arthur Shelby. No, I don't. I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's basically you don't remember Billy Kimber in the early episodes. If you saw yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'm Billy fucking yeah. Kimber. Yeah, he's not even from London in real life. Peter, <laughs> drink it. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to drink it. Right, drink it. <laughs> but as much as I loathe that. I also sort of love it as well. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy yourself. Doesn't nothing ever. Everything doesn't have to be high-minded. And on that note, <laughs> let's get on with the show. <laughs> get on with the fucking show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, Tom. All right. There you go. <laughs> That's right. It's up there with your great, the great panthers of one word impression because you got your Tom Jones. Oh. Yeah. You got your Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I've got I've got more than one noise with Nelson. <laughs> okay, and you <laughs> Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's that's Trevor Noah, to be fair. <laughs> oh god. And you've got your, you've got your and you've got your um your Tom Harley. Exactly. <laughs> that was Trevor Noah, to be fair, who talks about the accent and how he influenced Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, you could dear. probably do Barack, could you? If we worked on it, you could probably do Barack. Oh, do you fancy? Do you want to settle yourself with a Nick Ewer? To get yourself back to her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicky baby. Right, here we go. Did ever such love and sorrow meet, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. What a night for the British clubs in Europe. And the FA Cup returns tomorrow. It's Friday, 15th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Oh, everybody, it's a good, good Friday. Isn't it just? Yeah. We've we've washed our faces in the morning sun, Luke Moore. Yeah. We're in the studio. We're in the afterglow of the Europa League and the Europa Conference League. And we've got the FA Cup to look forward to. What more do you want from a Friday other than a crunchy? 
Um, yeah, well, that is going back. <laughs> that is going right back. Uh, no, there's nothing more I want. It's yeah. an, been an amazing uh, night of football. No, uh, to be honest, it's been an amazing week of football, really. Mm, it has. Um, we didn't have the privilege of talking yesterday about what happened, mm-hmm. um, but we can do it today, and I'm bloody looking forward to it. Bloody looking forward to it. Andy, how are you doing, brother? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, if you're asking what more one could want from a Friday, maybe a short uh, statement from Olympic Leon A would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your beloved well, Leon, Andy. I mean, I'm surprised you've got such a spring in your step today because you are a Leon fan and uh, your boys took one hell of a beating. 3-0 uh, by uh, West Ham, 4-1 on aggregate. I'm very disappointed you haven't got a list of people from Leon that well, Andy, I'm, uh, you must, roll out Norway style. You must be disgusted with West Ham because they've <clears> put out your beloved Sevilla and they've put out your beloved Leon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you know what I mean? Well, you got all you got left. Did, did they beat FC Wimbledon in the cup? No, they did, sadly. I feel like they did that fairly recently. Though. A couple of seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. But, but we beat West Ham in the FA Cup. Mm. Okay, right. Um, in what was, I think, the worst performance I've seen from a Premier League team well, speaking in an of, FA Cup competition. But we shouldn't be talking about that because no. West Ham were amazing. Speak, I, speak, I say, speaking of poor performances, I'm starting to think uh, that being the manager of Olympic Lyonnais <laughs> is um, Stanley Tucci's worst role yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a bit of Tucci. Uh, yeah. Peter Bosch does look like a rubber-faced Stanley Tucci. A little bit. Yeah. I think, yeah, I see what you mean. Stanley Tucci could organise a defence better, probably. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I chose so. Andy, um, you were telling us that Leon are poor. We didn't realise they were this poor. Look, West Ham had exactly the tools to get at them. And we saw that in the first leg before Cresswell got sent off, which completely changed the game. Now, I think Leon missed a trick in that they battered West Ham in the in the second half of the first leg, but with, without really working Ariola that much. No. and, I and that, th- that, that should have, have been a sign. And I think similarly, mm-hmm. they had their chances, you could say, in the first half hour of the, of the second leg last, they did. They did, last, yeah. last night. <clears throat> but generally, West Ham just looked more organised. I think if you look at the two teams, you're looking at one team that is coached very well and beyond its potential, mm. and one team that is very undercoached and less than the sum of its parts. But if you think in terms of the way Leon are when they lose the ball and what West Ham can do through Bowen and um, Antonio, particularly in those wide areas, they were always going to be able to get at them. But it was it was such a disciplined performance from, from West Ham. Well, it needed to be, but considering I, I think, they had makeshift centre-halves. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing. When you look at the teams that do really well in the Europa League, it always feels as if they're on their absolute uppers towards mm-hmm. the end of the season because they're not the sort of elite level clubs who are able to rotate. And, you know, you look at how the Champions League is testing and will continue to test. Like Liverpool and Manchester City, etc. will come to them in a bit. But it's, it's not unreasonable for something to have to give somewhere for West Ham or, or Villarreal. You know, you look since they've started doing really well in the Champions League, it's, it's, it's textbook Emery. You know, everything yeah. has gone into Europe and they've started falling away in the league. And I, I think it's well, inevitable and fair enough. Yeah, I mentioned the changes and the season being long, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, obviously, they had a bye in one of the rounds uh, in this tournament. That's what they earned and that's how it works. But no manager has made fewer changes to his starting eleven in the Premier League than David Moyes. And yet they've sustained this run in Europe. Look more. Yeah, it's been very impressive. If they get to the Europa League final, they'll play. They'll have played fifty-seven games this season. Yeah, which is a, lo- a big old slog, isn't it? Antonio will have earned his break. He would have done. <laughs> well, Antonio is just honestly this, that, the spine of that um, of that West Ham team is amazing. The, mm. the work that Antonio mm. gets through is incredible. It is. I mean, even though you know he's not had a great scoring run. Um, I know he said before the game he was going to score and wink at um, Dembélé, but sadly that didn't happen. Mm. Um, but he he just. He just leads from the front. He gets he, he sets the tone for the whole rest of the team. And they're such a well-balanced team. And I agree with Andy about the coaching. You know, Diop has to come in. You know, Cresswell goes out. They have to make changes. They're in forced changes, but everyone comes in and knows their job. Mm. And I don't watch Peter Bosch teams as much as Andy uh, regretfully has to. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, I can remember when Bosch was manager at Dortmund and they went for that mad spell leading up to December where he lost his job. Yeah. But they just could not... Mm stop getting caught on the break. They, they, every, they couldn't, jobs, they couldn't balance. He couldn't balance them at all. And and there was a mad game against Schalke. They drew four all. Yeah, where they were four nil up. Yeah, it was yeah. it was incredible. Mm. That, and, and, and it seemed here that, look, I understand it's knockout football. I understand that when West Ham scored that goal, um, 
relatively relatively early in the game, given the context, and they score another one just mm. before half time, which changes the complexion of the whole thing. I know Olympically and they really have to come out, and just because Peter Bosch is, is a whipping boy at the moment for Andy, it doesn't mean that he didn't do the right thing to try and get a result because they were going to go out anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was really disappointed. How, how is the defending anything to do with the result? I mean, you can see three goals like that at any level. You ain't winning anything. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the second goal was a weird one because. And Dombele doesn't get out to Rice anywhere near quick enough. But Rice is actually very fortunate. The finish is very, very poor. Like he doesn't catch it at all as he wants to. I know to, what you mean. And, it, and the, the slight deflection takes it over the goalkeeper's hand. The keeper yeah. saves that all day long. If, if the irony being, and Dombele so poor getting out to him, he yeah. might as well just not bothered. Because if he had not bothered, the keeper saves it. Um, so and, and that happened just before well, half time. I don't know if that keeper saves it. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that happened just before half time. What I'm saying is, it's understand he's not going to be the first coach in you know, European football history to go, right, we now need to do something and we're going to have to take risks. And that makes them look worse, I think. Well, the defending, yeah, wasn't, wasn't very impressive. It was, it was poor. To the point of Joe Cole said, if I was Peter Bosch, I'd be smashing up the changing room. It's Peter Bosch's fault. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Mm, okay, well, just smash away. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you mentioned the winking there, Dembele winking, of course. Now, it's one of those things where, I, I, like, to me, that wasn't a thing. You know, as I say, no. you could be winking for a number of reasons. However, it is often how you galvanise a team and how you use these things to, to motivate, uh, yourself. To motivate yeah. yourself. Exactly. And clearly, that West Ham used that massively. I think De- it was a thing for West Ham for sure. Massively, yeah. Declan Rice said that there were a few uh, extra incentives to beat Leon. David Moyes echoed the sentiment saying, football is a strange way of coming back to get you. Which, Luke Moore, reminded me of your old friend of mine, Terry Brown, Aldershot, former Aldershot manager, <laughs> who once used a beautiful mixed metaphor. Well, football's a funny old game and has a habit of coming back round and stabbing you in the foot. <laughs> um, so I just thought I'd get that in there. Yeah. Um, but it's not been an easy route for West Ham. Uh, as we know, they beat um, Sevilla, as I said earlier, who, who know that competition very, very well. Uh, Leon are out as well. They're in the semi-final. Their first major European semi-final since 1976. For some people, will be like, blimey, that was a long time ago. And others will say, oh, did they get to a European semi-final? Yeah. Well, they did more than that in 1976, let me tell you. Mm. Um, but David Moyes pointed out um, in, the, in the press conference that West Ham's journey from fighting relegation to European semi-final in two years is quite something. Yeah. And it is, Luke, isn't it? The, yeah. the, the transformation under Moyes. And as we said, um, and as many people said, of course, that you, you didn't really see this, um, I don't know, renaissance or whatever you, what you want to call it with Moyes. It was not a universally welcomed appointment. It wasn't a universally welcomed appointment. No, but no. To, to, to see it going this well, I don't think that many people perhaps would have predicted. No, I think... To be fair to Moyes. I think it would have brought stability and all, but still fighting for the for Champions League spots in the league and in the Europa League. Absolutely. I, I, I think that he is a manager that made probably some quite, in some cases, understandable um, decisions that in retrospect look to be a mistake. So obviously he, can't, he couldn't have not gone to Manchester United. That, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that was the, you know, that was the right move for him. Uh-huh. So and he shouldn't have taken those crisps. Maybe, well, that's part of it. That's yeah. part <laughs> of it. But he did, comp- he did compound his managerial um, career kind of decline, if you like, mm-hmm. um, which has now, of course, been resurgent. Um, by making quite, quite poor decisions. I mean, Sunderland was probably a poor decision. Going to Spain was a poor decision. It's easy for us to say in retrospect, but I think what that does, because football is so constant and there's so many characters and there's so many things happening, it's probably quite a bit easier for football fans to just file him off in your brain and go, well, he's not very good anymore. Yep. He's one of that generation that keep getting jobs for no reason, even though they're shit. Mm-hmm. And obviously West Ham's been a great fit for him and he's done a brilliant job. West Ham are a big club. They've got, you know, got a, it shouldn't probably be forgotten. They've probably got a much bigger wage bill than Leon, for example, right? Is that fair? Slightly bigger, yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's not. It's not because we because we think of Leon mm. as being oh they've been in the Champions League knockout stages and because they're Leon and because they've got um, players that we recognise. I know what you're saying. They're they're a, they're a good team. Yeah. But um, player player for but you player. said they're not a good team. They've they've got good players. They're not a good. Well, they've team. got a good tradition I, in history. I think, I think that's the difference, and that's why you said you well, want nine of their players to not come back. <laughs> so I, mean, I did. Yeah, uh, at least no. But I think that's why all credit has to go to Moyes. It is an incredible job because the thing is, you can talk about the wage bill. What Moyes has done more than anything else is he has made signings that look like terrible signings now look like good signings. Mm-hmm. A Pablo Fornells, who's probably man of the match, is the best example of that. Yeah, who who look just terrible in his, his first season. I understand it takes a, a, a time to adapt, but the fact that he's worked on existing players, mm. that is truly coaching. I, I completely agree with that, and it's an excellent point because you, you, you maybe don't think of Moyes as um, 
like you don't think of him as bad, but you wouldn't think, oh, man management, a motivator, all those kind of things. He's helped to make Declan Rice better. Right, exactly. Ex- exactly. But, I mean, if this is the happiest we've seen Moyes. I mean, he, he, we've said this as the tournament's gone on. It's, I mean, if they can win it, my goodness. Um, he said he wants his players to feel like they are favourites for the tournament, though. It can get better than this. It just can. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it was interesting, I thought, on the, on, on the commentary where Ian Dark was saying towards Your favourite, Ian end, Dark. No, it's mine. I was slagging him off. Oh, no, your favourite is Dempo. We'll get to him in a bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I love Dempo. You do. If you're listening, I love you, Dempo. Yeah. But, um, sorry, carry on. Ian Dark was saying towards the end, well, if, if West Ham fans are hearing the other scores, they'll be disappointed that, that they've had their dream semi-final with Barcelona taken away from them. <laughs> and, and, and Lucy Ward straight away and Cocom said, I'm pretty sure they're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not. I mean, it's opening up. For them. The competition is mm. opening up for them. It is. It absolutely is. You, you can't say. And, um, unfortunately, unsavoury scenes at the end of the game as Leon fans clash with stewards and police. Don't want to see that. Um, but, but I think... Not West Ham's problem, though. Yeah, but what is, I think a problem for West Ham fans is there were lots of reports of uh, them going there and being kettled for ages with, mm-hmm. with without water, um, taken around the houses. And, you know, this has happened to Leicester fans in Napoli mm-hmm. this season. Um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of away fans, English away fans in Europe, treated really badly. And, you know, you had all this this stuff on Spanish news earlier in the week about the, the hooligan invasion to Madrid yes. of, of Manchester City fans. This, like, characterisation of English fans, mm-hmm. I, I think we... Well, and Chelsea as well, because they were both there. I think they were worried that they were both. I, I think we realise that English football has had issues in the past. But I have to say, this whole treating all English away fans as if they're suspects and criminals, it just has to stop. I mean, Europe has a has a problem with this and you can't have people you know good people who are taking time off work um paying a lot of money to go to games and have a nice time with their friends and family just like treated yeah. like this is it's something has to be done yeah, about it, it. it, it is mark noble to go out didn't they wouldn't have to but mark noble went out mm-hmm. pushed the stewards out the way and ran back out the tunnel and went over to see the fans because well, nice. they were kept in there for so long yeah i think the pro- i mean the problem is that the, the, the leicester fans you know they cause a bit of trouble in the center of madrid you know there have been these things but the 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 answer is not to kind of go heavy on absolutely everybody it's not to go heavy really as as the german police showed in world cup 2006 blah 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 um gentlemen we must move on um uh, to who west ham will face in the semi final because it will be Eintracht frankfurt they beat barcelona 4 through in aggregate and won 3-2 on the night and uh, my goodness uh, well, you talk about away fans. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt seemed to take over the new camp, didn't they? There was, what, 30,000 of them or something? It was, it, was a, it was a bit like Köln at Arsenal a couple of years back. Oh, it was yeah. a bit like that. Yeah, that was around here. I remember them all being around here. Well, I do, yeah. Apparently, though, the, the Barcelona were, were urging their season ticket holders to give up their seats if they weren't going, <laughs> which they did, but perhaps not in the way they thought. But I think because Barcelona in this funny period at the moment, so maybe some season ticket holders are used to them winning the Champions League or, or at least seeing them in that tournament, thought, no, we won't bother with the Europa League. Xavi was saying, come on, let's get a big game atmosphere. Da-da-da-da-da. They did give up their seats and clearly uh, a lot of them went to Eintracht Frankfurt fans, much to the uh, anger of Xavi and uh, Juan Laporta. But uh, what a game it was, though. Uh, Frankfurt, they, they raced into a 3-0 lead. I mean, there was a late flurry from Barcelona, but I mean, you know, not enough, clearly. I mean, when you're scoring in the 101st minute to pull it back to within one goal. Oh, but you... the ending was was incredible. It was an when, amazing ending. When, the, game, when, yeah. they, when they got the penalty... Mm. Um, Evan and Dika, the uh, Eintracht Frankfurt defender, is sent off with second yellow card for the foul that gives away the the, mm. the penalty. Memphis puts it on the spot. Trap, despite going the wrong way, kind of saves it. He pushes it onto yeah, the yeah. bar. Yeah, only and it just goes in, yeah. over the, the 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 line. He thinks he saved it. They're trying to take the ball back off him, and he thinks the game's still going. <laughs> it was it was absolutely amazing. I was really impressed with Frankfurt, chiefly chiefly because. Fans are amazing. Uh, it'll be an incredible atmosphere in Eintracht Frankfurt for West Ham when they go there. Yeah, you remember uh, when Chelsea went there in the Europa yeah, League? It was crazy. Yeah. It was incredible. And Frankfurt have had a lot of changes around, right? They lost uh, Ari Hutter, their manager. Mm. They lost um, Bobic as well. Didn't Bobic leave yep. the club as well? So they've had a lot of changeover. They're also rebuilding a team that did really well a few years ago in Europe as well with with um, Jovic and um, Haller and all those kind of players. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing yeah, they're still... Right. Yeah, so what I really liked about them though is not all that, and that's an interesting bit of background, I think, but I really like the fact that you'd probably expect a team of, with respect to Eintracht Frankfurt, of their reputation going to the new camp, 
and go, do you know what? Mm. It's a, the tie's poised. We'll just yeah. see how, how we get on. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. absolutely steamrolled him. <clears throat> I don't think Barcelona expected it at all. No, Frankfurt went for it over and over again. They, they kept did. pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. And um, the Santos Borre goal is amazing. A brilliant goal. Mm. I thought Busquets' goal was really good as well. Yeah, it was. It was a lovely hit. Yeah. Really lovely hit. So, I, I mean, look, I think, you know, the London Stadium atmosphere for the Leon game looked amazing. It will be amazing in the mm. semi-final as well. Of course, you know, I suppose there's part of you that thinks playing Barcelona will be good, particularly if you were to be able to beat mm. them because they're not the team that they once were. Um, and you'd be absolutely delighted for Aubameyang to play up front if, based on that performance. <laughs> but they're playing on track Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... It's there. It is there for them. And Leipzig are, I think, officially favourites with Betway, but but West Ham will be right up there. Well, All four sides who are left in the competition will all be thinking to themselves, this is here. You won't get a better chance than this year. Absolutely right. And of course, Rangers are in the semi-final against RB Leipzig. They beat Braga 3-1 after extra time, 3-2 on aggregate. Their first uh, continental semi-final in in 14 years. Van Bronckhorst called the game quite hectic. Uh, And he was right. I mean, we knew that Rangers would come out they fighting. almost fluffed it, though, didn't they? Oh my goodness! I, I mean, yeah. they made it. Qu- Rangers made it quite hectic. They yeah. really, they really did. I mean, obviously, they early lead and uh, and, and then two 0 up. And after the sending off, it looked all plain sailing for Rangers. And then, I mean, they're lucky that the, the away goals have been scrapped, of course. But you could say that about other sides as well mm. this season. Uh, but Braga get themselves back into it, and then Rangers, they, they, I mean, they start. They had some chances, all that kind of stuff. But then the second sending off for Braga, I mean, what an absolute idiot! Like just the way he kind of confronted. Them. I'm glad the referee sent him off because when he got booked and he went in his face, I remember thinking, "You've you, you you're really chancing your arm there." Yeah, Carlos Carvalhal said afterwards that Yuri Medeiros would be subject to internal discipline. Well, I'm glad he said that because some managers would say, "No, it's ridiculous. He shouldn't get booking for, mm, second yeah. booking for that." Blah blah blah. But he's right. You know, you yeah. can't. He basically squared up to the ref right in his face. You know, Car- Carlos Carvalhal has a lovely, lovely man. He's as well. been in this very studio. He has, and he's a gentleman. And I feel a little bit sorry that his, his team's gone out because he. I looked at his face on the bench, looking mm. upset. Look at that! I think I think as, as you've alluded to, maybe one or two of his players let him down, mm. and I can't imagine him disciplining anyone. By the way, he's very very nice. For, for what it's worth, he might be back in this room quite quickly because the president Antonio Salvador, who's rather trigger happy, mm. right. was not pleased well, with the first half his, performance. He doesn't use his studio as a launch pad to get jobs. Yeah, you know? he's welcome to. <laughs> very very welcoming. He should. Yeah, very very welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know Rangers were helped out by uh, those Braga players. Although having said that, at two 0 you know they should have put the game to bed. Yeah, they should. Um, but then Kamaru got his goal. And, uh, and and it went through, and the scenes at Ibrox are what we've come to expect from Ibrox on, on European nights as well. So they'll play RB Leipzig um, because they beat Atalanta as well. So uh, a, a fascinating one. Who would you fancy, Andy? Because Luke's saying that RB Leipzig are the favourites, and they should be in mm. in terms of the form. How good are Leipzig? The quality they've got, they're really good. Right, uh, and it, they can't fill their stadium though, and that's a problem. We'll get Eintracht Frankfurt fans to come in, or they, maybe they Rangers will, fans travelling the can... stadium. Do you reckon they will for the yeah, semi? They, they, so I, think, I don't think they the did stadium. for the quarterfinal. Well, whether whether it will be the, the the hot atmosphere, it's not going to be Eintracht Frankfurt. Well, it won't be. Well, it's Andy, not going to be an Ibrox. It's not going to be a West Ham stadium, London stadium. It's not going to be a Eintracht Frankfurt. So no, no, that's that, that's true. But with, with what you've seen of Rangers in Europe this season, beating Dortmund, which they were the the yeah. earlier favourites, that was incredible. It was incredible. You've seen what what they can do. Looking at this one, do you think Rangers are, are equipped to, to take on RB Leipzig and I have think, a go? Or do you I think, think oh, Leipzig be, are just a little bit too good? I think it'll be hard. Right. They're, they're much, much better than Dortmund right, okay. at present. They're much better than this this current incarnation of Dortmund. They've got loads of forward options. Uh, Christopher Nkunku is on fire yeah. at the moment. He's, he's brilliant. He, I think they will end up selling him for quite a lot of money this summer, even in a relatively flattened market. Mm. So forget the atmosphere stuff. Um well, they, they they need to go out there and not get beaten. Well, heavily. they'll forget the atmosphere until they go to Ibrox. I think that's fair. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. It, it, it could be an all-German final, but it could be a Battle of Britain as well. Amazing. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's what warms the heart, doesn't it? West Ham v Rangers. Eh? Absolutely warms the heart, mate. One for the lovelies. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, gentlemen, uh, one more uh, British side we've got to talk about. Leicester City, of course, down to the Europa Conference League we go. They beat PSV on over the three, uh, 2-1. I think they said 3-1 they got over, over the top two. What a second half. What a second yeah. half. It was just end-to-end. Chances, goals, everything you bloody want. Leicester, in their, they're going to be in their first European semi-final, of course. Brother Brendy substitutes at half-time, made a bit of a difference with um, difference. Perez coming on and um, uh, Lookman and... Um, 
and Dakar as well. Cash Michael made his usual good repertoire of saves, which was very yeah. enjoyable. Uh, PSV unbeaten in 15 matches. They went 1-0 up. Talk about home support. Their support looked pretty good. Were you, were you concerned about Leicester, uh, Luke? Because, again, considering the game was open, they had missed a few chances. I don't know PSV had as well. But you think about the quality Leicester have, you think, go on, you can, you can bloody well reach that semi-final. But if... Um... Yeah, if you think I've been disrespectful about the Europa Conference League across mm. the season, you just listen to Brendan Rodgers' comments, <laughs> who was rather emotional when they got knocked out of the Europa League and said, I don't, I don't even know what the Conference League is. Yeah. He knows what it is now. And he's enjoying himself. Yeah, and he's changed his tune, and absolutely, that's fair enough. I think it's a really it's a really interesting thing because, you know, PSV got a goal up, as you say. PSV, I think, I was reading earlier, and I might have got this wrong, Andy will tell me if I have. They've been in the European football for 46 seasons in a row, PSV, mm. right? Leicester don't have anywhere near that pedigree in European right. competition. It's a fairly also, p- recent thing. PSV have quite a big wage bill. Yeah. Right, you okay. know, they're, they're, they're not small fry. So and for them to do that away from home after going a goal down, I thought was particularly impressive. I thought that as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Madison just seemed to be on a mission to make sure Leicester got through and tucked his goal away very, very nicely. Well, is, what, what's really interesting is, is that if you, if you take the British teams that we've talked about today, um, and actually you could probably apply Eintracht Frankfurt to this as well. And I'm not entirely sure about the other teams off the top of my head, but... These are teams who now are looking at Europe as their real main focus. Yeah. West Ham aren't realistically going to get into the top four now. Mm-hmm. Um, Leicester are obviously, I mean, by their own standards, yeah. given what's happened in the last few seasons, pretty poor time of it domestically. So they'll really focus on that to get into the Europa League and mm-hmm. to get a European trophy, which would be massive for them. Rangers look like they're going to miss out um, to Celtic in the league domestically. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're all kind of putting their eggs in this European basket, which makes for a really exciting competition. Yeah. So, and I'm frank about what, ninth, ninth in, in the Bundesliga or something like that? Yeah, well? and I, th- I think that's the thing. It's, it's different if you're in the position that Leicester or Eintracht Frankfurt are. But I think that idea, like, as a fan, you want to see a team try and win a trophy. And mm. I, I think, I think that's, that, uh, yeah. you know, we, we, can, we can talk so much, even as fans, about, oh, it's important to make the top four and it's important mm. for the financial health of the club. The way West Ham have gone about it, for mm. example, you could strongly argue that their commitment to the Europa League and they've gone through like two very exacting rounds just now has cost them a proper shot of the top four. Yeah, um, but but fine. But if they win the Europa League, they'll be in the Champions exactly, League anyway. Yeah. yeah, that that is that is true. Just to but, make but it... even I, I don't know, I'd be interested to know as a West Ham fan, would you take glorious defeat in the final ahead of Getting in the top four. Well, I, think, I, I mean, think, I would hope so. I think it's about memory. This is the thing, and it, fa- it factors into the whole thing about the London Stadium as well. Yeah. Now, there are problems with the London Stadium. No mm. one's no one's saying there aren't. Um, think how bad it was mm. in West Ham fans' view um, to be there, however many years ago it was, right? Well, this, this was how it was sold to West Ham fans. It's for big European yeah. nights, and then they get knocked out by Astra in the, in the, in the pre-round, but, don't they? In the but pre-qualifier. F- far be it for me to defend the, uh, the legendary Dildo Brothers, but... <laughs> Is it not true, though, yeah. that part of what makes a stadium <laughs> and part of the reason that they didn't want to leave the bowling is because of the memories they had of it? Well, after this season, they're going to have a load of memories about the London Stadium mm. and the atmosphere looked absolutely pumping against mm. Leon, as I've already said. So the point being that I would hope as well they, they would like to just prolong this European journey as much as possible mm. because no one's going to... I mean, you are going to remember if you finish fourth. Of course, you're going to remember a Champions League campaign. Yeah, you remember an enjoyable season, but it's not yeah, the same it's as not the same. It isn't the same. But let's, no. let's be honest. Just to make this a little bit more of a West Ham loving, um, Spurs fans, when, when Pochettino, they talk very fondly of that era, absolutely loads of, loads of good memories, but they lack the trophy. Mm. Um, and so that you know that is the difference. Um, uh, so there we are. But yes, Brendan Rodgers and his boys will will face uh, Roma and Jose Mourinho. That's great to see. In the I, I wouldn't put it past Mourinho to to win that. I, I, no, nor nor would I. And I think for him to to win it in its first season, I mean, it would be the absolutely the ultimate happy. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Talking about the dildo brothers. Can't even um, get through that. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Leicester are playing Newcastle um, on the weekend as well. Back down to earth in the Premier League. Back down to earth. That's, yeah. a, that's a backhanded slight against the great Newcastle United, mate. Well, I meant the Premier League actually. Okay, Europa right. Conference League is more important than the Premier oh, yeah, League yeah. at this very moment in time to Leicester City uh, players and fans. Um, Talking of Newcastle United, just before we go for a break, indulge me, everybody. Their former uh, saint and saviour, Alan Pardew, <laughs> will be in charge of CSK Sofia this weekend. It's the so-called Eternal Derby in Bulgaria. They faced uh, Levski Sofia. Mm. And Big Alan is going to be in charge. Big he, Alan. He dro- 
Is that, has he told you to call him that? <laughs> Sexy Alan, he Uncle said. Alan. I'll give you big Alan. King Alan. Alan. <laughs> King yeah. Alan, yeah. Because remember, he joined the club's, uh, te- as the club's technical director in 2020. But their manager, uh, Cisco's manager, stepped down this week. So Pardew will run the club on a short-term basis. So all eyes on that eternal derby in Sofia and Bulgaria. Do we have any information as to where Alan was when the um, when the manager got fired? <laughs> <laughs> It's sort of like Shakespearean manoeuvres behind the scenes. I think he just leaned over and started eating his dinner and the manager knew it was time for me to go. <laughs> the, the great thing about that was when, I, I'd, I'd like us to repeat this very briefly for our, for our listeners, is that when Pardew first joined CSK Sofia, of course the army team in, mm. in Bulgaria, um, the, the statement released was, army men, English football specialist Alan Pardew will henceforth be part of the big red family of the army. <laughs> he will take the position of technical director and will help with his vast experience and contacts in the overall development of the club and attracting players to the representative team. The 59-year-old Briton has already signed his contract and started working immediately. Welcome to the army, Mr. Alan Pardew. Come on! I wish he was in the fucking army. Oh, time for a break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mr. Run and does. Can he play a colleague through? Welcome back to the Football Rumble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's time for emails. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. Yes, and hello to our friend Gavin, who's emailed in saying the following. I thought I'd give you an update on Fort William FC. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, so great to hear from them, the Scottish football team that gained notability for going on a winless streak that lasted over two years across 73 games. Some media outlets, not this one, called them the Britain's worst club. Well, on Monday, a draw confirmed that they would finish last in the Highland League. While the Fort had finished bottom of the Highland League 17 times prior to this season, that normally didn't matter as the Highland League is the lowest league in the Scottish pyramid. This season, that's all changed. A number of affiliated leagues, mostly junior leagues, Scotland equivalent like non-league and, um, and, and all that kind of thing, have entered into the Scottish Pyramid and the last placed Highland League team must now defend their place in the league in a playoff against Banks of DFC. Banks of D. If Fort William lose this playoff, then, quote, Britain's worst club will find that things can get even worse. It can get worse than this. <laughs> Do you think we could interest them in an out-the-match? 
That'd be great. I'd oh. love. It's a, listen, Fort William yeah. isn't the nicest town in Scotland, but it's, it's the, the base of Ben <laughs> Nevis, and it's definitely worth visiting. Um, since Gavin's email, Fort William actually beat Strathspey uh, Thistle four-two for their first win of the season. It's the only game they've won this season. Mm. Uh, they're on seven points with two games to go, eleven points behind Torriff United in seventeenth. Uh, so nothing's going to change there, mm. but at least they have got a win, something to give the fans. If Fort William are listening, we'd love to do an at the match there. Yeah, even though Luke just slagged off your tent. No, I said it's not the nicest town in Scotland because it's not. It's not the worst. Okay, right. Yeah. It's important you said that bit. Yeah, okay, fine. What, I should have added that. What, what is the worst? Um, what is the worst town in Scotland? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard it's Airdrie. Why That's am not... I even considering answering this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, show at footballramble.com if you can tell us the worst town in Scotland. Thanks for the email, though, Gavin. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Gavin. Do appreciate that, gentlemen. Back to domestic matters. Manchester City versus Liverpool tomorrow at half past three. It is the FA Cup semi-final, no less. A rematch already? Yeah. After that thrilling 2-2 draw, Luke Moore. I mean, you happy with goodness. a 3.30 kickoff, are you? A weird one? Uh, I prefer it at three, just a bit of you know continuity. Is set. it because they can't show it this at three because of the law? Oh, quite possibly. Maybe, I don't know. Quite possibly. I th- I th- there's no blackout this weekend, they can show it. Yeah, so why is it not three then? Uh, that, that's a very good question. I, I suspect it would be more helpful. Do you think? Do you think maybe because to, uh, supporters because of the absolute right, yeah. disaster with the transport and all that and bollocks? Yeah. they've thought we'll give them extra half an hour to get there. <laughs> that hey, cover, isn't it? We've, done, we've yeah. done our part. All right, we? I'll give you half three. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, actually, it's getting back. I know that. I know the FA Cup final was moved to five because it it was better. I mean, basically, they were being led by the fact that more people are watching TV at five. So it's essentially to kind of acquiesce to what TV audiences want. That's frustrating. It is. It is frustrating. Well, anyway, anyway is it, do people normally watch Columbo at half two? I don't know. I think people are out enjoying themselves, Andy, before that. Mm, that's you know? good. Like that's you used good. to before you had your family. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> do we think Manchester City are going to be able to still stand up after the Atletico game? Well, Carl Walker's probably be missing and uh, Kevin De Bruyne is reportedly going to be missing. Yes. To be fair, though, if, if it's only just those two, obviously two very good players, in particular De Bruyne, a key man for Guardiola, you think to yourself, after that night, well, they've not they've got away okay. I, I can't see how Carl Walker starts the game. No, I don't. It looked, it looked terrible. Will Peaky Jack play? I think he probably will. Yeah. Peaky Jack will play. I, I think, um, I, I listen, and this is going to be Annoying for you, Marcus. And oh, I, did, I, 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 I admit I did do this on purpose earlier when I encouraged you to. You're not going to slag me here now, are no, you? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I would never. I would never. When I encouraged you earlier to pick Mo Salah for four to score, which is coming up in a bit. <laughs> Don't, don't give know, it away. I don't know if he's going to start. Yeah. Well, I, well, I've, you haven't. We haven't announced for the score yet, so I can change it. You better get, on, better get on that shared dock as soon as possible. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to be picking De Bruyne or Andy. No. Um, but yes. Uh, but I do. You said it was one of the great rivalries in in, in the Premier League. Rio Ferdinand's not sure. He thinks that the rivalry you need the off-field needle. Um, I agree with him. Do you? It's part of it. I agree with him because this is this is actually quite. Um, he's hoping it explodes at the weekend. I hope it massively kicks off because this is fairly. Uh, it's quite professional to use that, that word. I mean, uh, too much mutual respect, isn't there? Do you think? Yeah, there is. Do you know, do you know <laughs> Andy? You're you're careful. You're one step away from like blaming Gareth Southgate for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it is interesting because Rio Ferdinand he was talking about old Pizzagate, wasn't he? Recently, yeah. yeah apparently, I mean, apparently Fabregas wasn't aiming for Ferguson, which I was a bit disappointed to hear. I think you'd take out the top man, <laughs> cut off the head of the snake. Exactly. Yeah. Chaos I, ensues. I never yeah. found stand out. back and just watch. Take out the Night King. All the other White Walkers <laughs> die. I'll explain I, later. I yeah. never, I never, I never found out how heavy the projectile was. I mean, was it a stuffed crust? Nah, you, listen. I tell you what. If you're going stuffed crust, get out. No, no don't be. No one has stuffed crust pizza and can get any respect. It has its place. No, it doesn't. It's not. Oh, it doesn't. In the it's bin. Doesn't. In the bin. Not at the top table. It's what not table? Even, uh, the staff. Uh, backroom staff explain maybe. to me in football t- oh that, that tells you everything you need to know about Speller <laughs> no, it's good enough for the production team but it's not for, not for the big money no, not for the big money I didn't mean that give oh, them a stuffed crust that'll keep <laughs> that'll keep them quiet stuffed crust with burger for the younger ones yeah yeah. oh now you're talking I'd like to think I mean ultimately they're just taking it on board as soon as they can afterwards to get the old get the old food food in right mm. get the old fuel on board yeah a little treat I'd like to think they. It, it's gonna. It's gonna have been a Pizza Hut or a Domino's. We're going way back. There's no yeah, Deliveroo there. No Uber Eats. It's gonna mm. be a, a, a common or garden high street pizza chain. Yeah, yeah. Deco loved Tele Pizza back in the day. Tele Barcelona's day. Okay. Barcelona days. Yeah. I mean, Deco like, enjoyed a lot of things at Barcelona back in the day. <laughs> I mean, we haven't got time to go into the detail of what that was. Easy now. Yeah. Right, easy now. You changed well, your force of school now, have you? Uh, thanks for check covering. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I heard you tapping away. Don't worry. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What do you fancy for the game, though, Marcus? I think the people listening would like to hear your take on how the game's going to transpire. Yeah, I, I, I think Liverpool are going to win. Do you? I do think Liverpool are going to win. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I think we're going to... I, I think it, I I just I think this game's gonna I think it could be like a three two Liverpool. Oh, that'd be, be very lovely. What a Saturday treat that'd be. That's what I mean. That's what I'm hoping for here, yeah. people. I'll probably get a stuffed crust in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know Liverpool play um, Liverpool play Newcastle at the end of the month, right? Yeah. And it's uh, Saturday lunchtime, <laughs> and it's between the two semi-final legs of the Champions League, right? And Jurgen Klopp is, um, mm. has kicked off saying that he wants the fixtures to be Yes, moved. he's often unhappy with the broadcast. Well, I, th- I, think, Klopp, I, understand. I think Klopp has actually been pretty good on, mm. on the player welfare thing. I know he, he seems like he just gen- genuinely care about it. But do you remember when the last time we argued for that, he just basically got really pissed off with Des Kelly live on telly? That was a bit silly. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah, funny. I, silly's not a, another word for bad, is it? Yeah. We well, like a lot of silly. You know. you, well, you've been a bit silly there. That c- could be, can't it? It's about context, isn't it? Uh, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I've. I liked it, but he made from... him, he made himself look a bit silly. He did. He did. I think yeah. that's the no, issue. No, it was entertaining. It? Yeah, but I think he. Well, I'd um... like him. I'd like him to after the game to what, if they get to bit... No, go re-up it. Okay. Go straight to straight to the horse's mouth again and start, and start blaming Des Kelly personally. Can I have your? I've commitment? got nothing against Des Kelly. I don't know why I said that. Well, can I have your them, commitment like... for a, for an evening kickoff at Newcastle? I yeah. Want it now. Yeah. Will I want you, it now? Will you commit to that? Yeah. Will you make a manifesto pledge, Des, in the midterms? In the uh, local elections. No, yeah, get the council on, on board. Well, uh, the other semi-final course is on Sunday at 4.30. Chelsea against Crystal Palace. A big day for Crystal Palace. Every neutral should be behind Palace. And I'll tell you why. Look at the other three and what they've achieved. Right, They all wanted a Super League, lest we forget. And Palace have never won the FA Cup. Never won a major trophy. The players didn't want a Super League, did they? I oh, know, but don't take the wind right. out of my sails. Sorry, yeah. mate. Trying to appeal to the... I'll blow it the... back in. Yeah, thank you. Um, Luke, you know what it's like to, to see your team lift the FA Cup. I do, yeah. Why don't you te- what, tell Palace fans Does it even like? count if you don't beat Cardiff in the final? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to... Uh, listen, I... I'd it's make... slightly easier run than Palace will have if they manage it. I make no they bones about it. on the way, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. battered them at Old that... Trafford. Thank you very much. Exactly, Next. yeah. Yeah, probably one of the most one-sided games you'll ever see. Ridiculous. It's the greatest robbery in the history of the cup, and there's been a fair few. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, I would like Crystal Palace to win this. Yes, I would be very content for Chelsea to lose the semi-final. I don't mind if people are upset about that. Mm. I don't care if Chelsea fans don't like me for saying that. They've had plenty of joy over the years. I will be cheering on Sunday afternoon for Crystal Palace um, to beat Chelsea. In fact, I will be making excuses at my family's barbecue mm. to get back to make sure I watch it at 4.30 and I hope Crystal Palace bloody well win it. Good man. Um, did you see uh, Mateta was uh, uh, being interviewed and he, he broke off uh, midway through the interview uh, this week to say, can I ask something to the fans? When I hit the corner flag, I want them to say boom. I don't really get it. That's a bit weird. Was it when he's celebrating? He Must goes over be. for a celebration. Yeah, because yeah, if he's like on corners and he yeah. just like just holds the corner flag, and they're going boom. He's like, no, not now. Not now. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. a hit. That was a tap. It was, you know. I saw uh, Sky Sports News were running a um, VT this morning. Should say there's a chant for him of the Venger boys, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I mean, this is Love this, that. Is, this so is that's all, maybe something. This is all contextual. I think he means when he kicks the corner flag after he scores. Yeah, no, it looks like a celebration when, when he has a shot. But... Um, on Sky Sports News this yeah. morning, they were running the VT that um, Crystal, Cristiano Ronaldo's son scored for the under twenty Man United under twelves. I did not score loads. They showed the goal and they showed him doing the Ronaldo celebration as well. Well, and everyone okay. loving it. It was actually no. quite chilling. The, 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 the big, the big um, news in this game. He needs his own celebration, I think. He does. The big. I'm not sure if Dad will let him. Um, <laughs> the big news of this game is, is the absence of Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher. Yeah, because um, Chelsea said to said to Crystal Palace that they will not be letting him play. And I think apparently Thomas Tuchel apologised to him personally for that. Well, Vieira said it's not the best rule because the only one who will lose is Connor. Well, Chelsea might lose. I was going to say, yeah. I think Chelsea <laughs> would be very, very pleased with that. Um, two Palace youngsters uh, are, are, are looking like they're going to be back, Mitchell and Elise. So that's big for them. Get them back in there. Um, so, yes, yeah, big day for Chelsea though as well, Andy. It's their last chance uh, for a piece of silverware this season. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, for them, I, I guess it's about emotionally recovering from that game against Real Madrid. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow, what news? Let, what news? We, we've ju- I, Sean Dyche has been sacked. On, live on the show. Shit the bed. And we can cross over to Sean now. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dyche sacked. Sean Dyche sacked as Burnley manager after almost 10 years in charge. Well, let's all 
us as a, as a presenting team oh and the listeners who are taking part and listening to the show, or at least take a moment to acknowledge and embrace the idea that this has happened while we're doing yeah, the show. That's do, right. Do you know what? That's why we're excited. Asking, we're not, yeah. we're not like, I blame for this. Go on. I blame you, yeah. Luke Moore, yeah. because you've stigmatised losing to Norwich so much that the Burnley board <laughs> feel, feel that they've had to act. Ah, this is incredible. They're 18th, of course. They're, they're four points behind Everton, who they beat recently. Um, I do, oh, do, what do you think of that? Is that... I'm surprised. Have I'm they got, very surprised. Have they got Di Canio lined up, Andy? <laughs> look, I think... I think <laughs> the, so, listen, I, look, I think the, so, we're reacting to this exactly as it comes through, but yeah. I think, I think the, the, that's, it's been coming. I, I do. I think he had, he had, he had a um, bit of a conflict around a new contract a while back. He signed a massive deal, I thought, I think, what, in 2018, which is going to net him something. I mean, it was reported that he was earning like three and a half million a year or something. Yeah. So this is a guy who's, who's, who's on a big contract. He's got a good reputation, some would say rightly so, for the job he's done there. He's been there a long time. He's delivered them into the Premier League mm-hmm. and he's kept them there you know, for, for a while. I think the signs were there. I've been saying it all season. I think this was the season they were going to get relegated. Yeah, we have to be real here. Yeah. We can't all... Um, sort of sit and live in this kind of idea that just because Burnley have always got out of it, they're always going to get out of it. Agreed. They're Agreed. third from bottom, four points adrift into the relegation zone and there's eight games left. Yeah. And they've won four games all season. So, you know, if you look at the stats like that, it's not it's not a massive surprise um, other than the fact that he's been there since 2012. I think and it, also no, I think now it is they a surprise have, though. I think it's a surprise. But just because he's I been think, there for so long and, it, and they're not argue, that much adrift. I think you can argue there's logic to it, definitely. But I mean... Depends who they, they get through, I guess. At the moment, I mean, they've they've got two like Champions League level forwards yeah, and they're still not managing to win Do games? you think that's maybe why? Do you think because he's not getting yeah, the best out yeah. of them? I they've think, got, yeah, the, I think the, you could argue that. Well, the board have presented... Hang on, we've gone and got these decent... Especially with Vicos, got a decent forward and you're not getting the best out of him. And if you could, if you could show a bit of um, attacking, a bit more attacking uh, um, sort of tactical nous or whatever, then maybe he'd get the goals and get us out of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a bit funny after that Norwich game, how he kind of threw Corne under the bus for missing that chance. I mean, it was a big where, chance, but still, yeah, but Corne's where, where, goals... Where, are... He's great for us, but you have to score that. I mean, really? Mm, yeah. He is right, though, in that. Well, yeah, you should have scored it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Okay. You just don't have to say it. Well, anyway, look, that, that news just hit us. And mm. uh, as I say, we thank um, uh, the Burnley board for, for releasing that while yeah. we're doing the show. So we do appreciate Thanks, that. So no doubt we'll talk more of that um, on Monday. But yeah, blimey, how about that? But yes, uh, but looking forward to the FA Cup semi-finals. I Absolutely. Think we're talking about. Sean Dyche is, it's the only way Sean Dyche will get a mention in the uh, FA Cup semi-final chat. <laughs> <laughs> and now... It's time for Betway's 4 to score. It is time for Betway's 4 to score. Um, entry is free. Each week, pick the first goal, score it in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Now, game number one is Man City v Liverpool, the yeah. aforementioned. I think people listening will wonder if Marcus has got the bravery and the courage to stick <laughs> to his guns or whether he's weaselly Bola. changed his selection halfway through the show. Marcus, who's your selection? Uh, well, you've, you've stitched me up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you're right I did suddenly think is Mo Salah going to start you, you're not sure that there's a bit of a question mark over that I think and I'm going to go slightly left field because often it is uh, a left field player who, who, who scores in these sort of big games and, and the forward to score doesn't always go to what we think I'm going to go for Trent Alexander-Arnold okay fair so, enough So free, free kick top corner first goal you don't get any extra points for saying how he scores it but you get a bit extra kudos well, you need kudos after your display today. <laughs> after after you not having the courage of your own convictions. There we are. Okay. Uh, if both sides scores first, but you'd be upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you might. Uh, game number two, Newcastle v Leicester, Sunday 2-15. Andy, who have you gone for? I do not need to self-justify. No. Chris Wood will score the first goal. Oh, it's starting to cement his legacy as a, uh. as a, as a new great... Uh, uh, number nine for, for Newcastle, Chris Wood. Uh, Pete has gone, uh, has been given West Ham v Burnley. Um, as you know, Burnley will now be without Sean Dyche. Let's hear what he had to say. But bear in mind, he picked this player before Sean Dyche was sacked. Pete here, West Ham versus Burnley. I'm going to go for Jay Rodriguez. And that's it. There we go. Short and sweet from Pete, Jay Rodriguez. And game number four is Chelsea v Crystal Palace. Uh, the second semi-final in the FA Cup. I've decided that because I came out quite hard for Crystal Palace and against Chelsea, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say Jean-Philippe Mateta will score the first goal. And I hope we do get to see that celebration and everyone joins in. So in summary, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Chris Wood, Jay Rodriguez and Jean-Philippe Mateta. Um, if all four of those players score first, 
we will win at least a share of the £50,000 jackpot, which we will, of course, give to charity. If you want to play along, you must be over the age of 18 and do gamble responsibly. For more information, head to begambleaware.org and also, of course, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game over at betway.com forward slash four to score. Love that. Right, everybody. It's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Marcus's game. Oh, of course. I can't be playing the game because Andy thrashed me last week. And now it's Luke's turn to have a shot at the title. Yes. It's a title bout, Andy Brassel. Wow. Andy, you gubbed me last week, but now you have to face off well, against the mighty Luke Moore. I you... want to know, have the people transferred their affection from you no. to Luke? No, no, no. That's no. the question. Andy... After 15 years of doing this show, <laughs> there are no fans on oh, this, this show who've you, ever transferred their affections from Marcus to me. Trust you've me on got, that. You've got your fans. There's, yeah, and I, and I love both of them equally. Yeah. Um, I would just say, in horse racing, people people study the form, right? Who beat who and how, by how many lengths and all the rest of it. You beat Marcus 5-0. Before that, Marcus beat me 5-0. Yeah. So I think you're in firm. Uh, I think it's 4-1. Oh, 4-1. Okay. But, then, but and as, as Jimmy to the B points out, it's actually just the first, if it, it's a 3-0. Yeah, yeah. It's like tennis, enough. isn't it? Men's okay. tennis. It doesn't matter. You still you still beat me heavily yeah. and you still beat him heavily. And you won the third place playoff in the World Cup. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always do. Yeah. Uh, right, everybody. Marcus's game, of course. Just managers are, then. We are doing managers. You know oh. the drill. If they have managed an international side, that does count. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in under-21s. We're not interested in B-sides. Yeah. And all that kind Caretakers of stuff. Caretakers are fine. Caretakers are fine. Yes, absolutely. And he, it doesn't matter if they've managed just for 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Bielsa and Leroy Rosinha. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was five minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that kind of thing. Let's not done. argue over the minutes. Let's not argue over the minutes. Okay. Let's uh, do it. So I'm first. Luke, you are first. Okay, great. You are um, the challenger, of course. This man has managed five teams. Okay. Let's see how you react to this. Uh, it's Glenn Roder. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Get the old cogs going there, my old son. Okay. Glenn Roder. Interesting. How many te- well, we know how many. Which teams? <laughs> how many? How many can I name? What's, what's your bid, Andy? Are you feeling confident about old uh, Glenny Baby? No, not massively. Not massively. Andy is scrunching his face up. Ah, uh, I don't know what to go for here. Yeah. This is tough. Have you seen the scrunch in Andy's face? Do you know what's really affecting me is I was really deeply affected by Edison Cavani when I played you. <laughs> Well, I was, for some reason, my mind, I had I him playing for Athletic. Yeah, but three. you should have done. That's the thing. Yeah, it's his fault. Look at the scrunch. Okay, I'm going to go three. Three? Sweet spot. Surely that is the sweet spot, Andy Wait, if you can do them. Andy? Yeah, you have your three. Yes, okay. <laughs> confident Luke Moore. Uh, well, it's the Luke Moore that all of his fans want to see. I can't name three. Right. So I'll, uh, I'll see how I get on. Far away. West Ham United. Yeah. That's in the back. Yeah. Um... Andy's local club, Newcastle United. Yeah, so they were the they were the, the two. Yeah. I thought you'd both have. right. So this is like an educated guess. Yeah, it has okay. to be. Has to be. Um, and it's yeah, this is really going to tell us a lot about how the game's going to go today, whether I get this or not. Uh huh. I am going to go for. Come on, Ipswich. Ah, it was Norwich City. Oh, I knew it was one of them. Oh, Luke Moore. He had the three. He had Norwich. Did he? Shit. Well, that makes you feel better. Does it? Uh, what are the other two? The other two, um, Gillingham, player manager. Yeah. Um, Watford. That. Okay. Huh. But yeah, West Ham, Newcastle, Gutting. and Norwich. That is that is a sh- good effort there. So you had three, did you? Correct. Good yeah. effort mistaking Norwich for Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah. He had Norwich written down, to be fair to him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andy's, Andy's <laughs> shown his hand there. He, yeah. he wasn't bluffing. No. Which uh, a good card. Would you, you, you didn't fancy do. going for four, no? You wouldn't have got he, Watford. No, I, I didn't know either of the other two. Well, he didn't fancy going for four. He didn't do it, but he's got the point. It's 1-0 to the champ. Andy, yeah. you're up first. This is the, there's a chance here. Okay. This is the, suddenly the, it is this is the the game's opened up. But Glen Road is a conservative start. Yeah. That's your kind of that's your first half in a, in a bit of a boring semi final. Second half, it's opening up now. Nine teams. It's Big Eck. It's Alex McLeish. Oh my god. Alex McLeish. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. There's teams to be had here. That's that's. I think that's quite difficult. Couple of pitfalls, but there are there are point. There's there, there is uh, there's there's guesses to be. Guesses to be had. Okay, it's not me first, is it, it's Andy? Yeah. Okay. Go on, Brassel. What you got, baby boy? Give me a number. Hmm. I'm gonna go 
four. Yep. Four. You're going to go for four? Or four. Four, okay. four is the number. Four. Luke Aaron That's Moore. annoying because I can definitely do four. Okay. I can definitely do four. Now, this is, comes down to the very heart of the game. Do I gamble? Come on. Or do I just say, get, I, think, I don't think there's any chance in the world he can't do four. My, my general philosophy is I, I want to go out on my own terms. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go five. Oh, it's a big call. Andy, can I hear six? No. Five. Jesus. Alex McLeish. Five teams he's managed. This is doable, I honestly think. Aston Villa. Uh, Yes. Birmingham City. Rangers. Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, Is that what you had? The four you had? No. Two of those I didn't have. Oh! Come on, Luke Moore. You can can do this. I'm just going to go Sunderland. Oh, no. fuck it. Motherwell, Hibernian. Yeah. I remember the old Hibs, Rangers, Scotland, Birmingham City, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest, Genk, Zamalek. I had Hibs and Zamalek, typically. Did you? Yeah. I, th- I thought you'd add Hibs there. I thought Hibs was quite... A, I just hope uh, the listeners respect my, my bravery and no, my No, I courage. do. I, th- I think they do. I think they do. I think you're, 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 you're getting fans. I definitely respect your bravery. <laughs> Because you're winning, you haven't done any work. I think I think you've added you're adding fans to more mount. Uh, yeah. They like it to see an attacking approach. No, it's, mount. it's got it's got to be more That's a different mount. Mountain. Just in between yeah, Ma- uh, Mason Mount yeah, exactly. and Marcus Mount. <laughs> exactly. There we are. I see. don't think Mason's done enough in this game to get a mount yet. Mm. Mason, no, I was in Mason Mount. Mason. Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. It's the spell of swamp as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever go at the game's master. Okay, Luke, you need this. I know. Um, I do. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm too gung ho, aren't I? I'm I'm, I'm too um, I'm, I'm Jimmy I'm Jimmy White. <laughs> oh, yeah, I always call myself Jimmy White. Get mm. your own one. All right, Kevin Costner in Tin Cup. Can't better. remember the much, character. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Okay. Um, mm, interesting. How you're going to go with this one? He this man has managed <laughs> this man has managed eight teams okay it's Unai Emery oh for f- well what chance have I got against Brussels you'd be surprised okay eight you say eight take your time he'll be able to do all of them that's the problem no he won't do don't be don't just concentrate on your own game how many can you get think about how many you're going to guess bloody bloody blah Calm your nerves. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try mm. and do five. Admirable. Six. Six. Well, I can't do seven, so you have to get the name of six and it's over. It's, it's, um, do you know what? I know you can do six. I don't mean to be a twat about this, but yes, it is over. All right, seven. Are you gonna go for it? <laughs> yeah. Yes! <laughs> yeah, Luke Moore. Yes! Yeah. All right, Andy. You can do eight if you want. No, I'm not doing eight. Can you do all eight? Um, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think. I, I, I don't think I'm I so far away from seven; it's unbelievable. <laughs> I've let my, I've let my, I've let my, I've let my arrogance get away with me there. Uh, no, no, but what you're doing, you're stealing the moment of glory from right, me, exactly. and that is admirable. Yeah. yeah so okay. well done. Okay. Patronising as well. well. He's already, uh, he's already won it, old Leon over here. Oh, no, exactly. Right, come on, Luke. <laughs> come on, Luke Moore. Okay. Do the ones you definitely know first. PSG. One. Arsenal. Two. Good evening. Sevilla. Three. Villarreal. Four. Right, here's where we get. Here's where it gets a bit busy. <laughs> so uh, you need, what did you say, seven? I'll do three more. Do three more. <laughs> <laughs> if I get three clubs in a row, then... Yeah, three. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Betis. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it might be a chance he just yeah, pissed someone off at some why point. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, enough of that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Lorca Deportiva was the one Did that, you have that uh, one? Andy didn't, no, have. didn't have. Lorca. Okay. Almira. Almeria. Almeria. Yeah. Almeria, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Valencia. Yeah. Spartak Moscow. Jesus, man. It's, it's hard against Brussels. That's all I'll say. It's a difficult one. I've gone out on my own terms every single one. You have. Yeah. You have indeed. It's a big, um, big win for Brussels. Congratulations to you, Andy. Thank yeah. You. There's a there's a couple left, um, and I think I think the the lineup here that the, the production stuff have had on me is slightly cruel. Okay, because if maybe it was different, it could have been different. But uh, anyway, Andy, you're, you're you're up first for for the fourth man. We play for a bit of fun now, uh, a bit of respect, a bit of pride for Luke Moore. He's managed nine teams. It's Gary Megson. Oh Jesus, Megson. Yeah. Mm. Do, would you have preferred on that crucial one? Would you have preferred Emery or yeah, Megson? Megson, because I don't think Brassel can do that many. Mm. Uh, I'll give myself more of a chance. Yeah. Having said that, I don't think I can do. I was going to say either. I'd be. I would have struggled. I'd struggle with Megson if I'm honest. Mm. As as all his uh, all the fans did of, of his team. Yeah. 
<laughs> he wasn't the most popular manager in the world. Poor old Megs. I yeah. feel like I should have more than this. Go on, Andy. What you got? So I'm going to go for more than this. Go on. Five. Five. I can't do six. Give me go five. Yeah, it's five. I'm okay. Let's see if we can do it. Okay. Bit of hubris here. Uh, West Brom. Add that one. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Norwich. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forgive me. Yeah. So, so Aston, that's... Aston Villa. Um, Aston Villa. No, I don't think so, Andy. Yeah. Some so. point to more. Yeah, there you uh, go. Not in Forest. Uh, Forest, yeah. So Norwich City, Blackpool, uh, Stockport yeah. County, Stoke City, Blackpool. West Brom, Nor- Nottingham Forest, Les City, Bolton Wanderers, Sheffield Wednesday. So new oh, Aston Villa. Um, so if I get this last one, I've got a chance on the second leg. Well, it's Barcelona Rescue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> this man, Luke Moore, has managed eight teams. You'll definitely know one of them. It's uh, Jim Smith. Oh, ego. Big Jimmy Smith. Right. Eight, you say? Eight. Uh, legend. The late, great Jim Smith. Yeah. Very, very popular down the South Coast. Not just for um, the obvious reasons, but he was assistant for a while as well. He was, yeah. Um, mm. I will go, out of the eight, Brassel's got an annoying... He's got Andy's got a weirdly mean, annoying yeah. knowledge of like lower league football around a certain period. Yeah. Jim Smith's right in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll start off with... I can definitely do three. Okay, that's, I think that's very good. Yeah. Andy? I'll go big again. I'm going to go five. Five. Oh, okay. He's killed you off there, Luke. You're not going to go six, are you? I am. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to go six. Love yeah. that. Love it. All right. You want Andy? seven? No. Oh. All right. So, boy, that's why you won't get an auction, Brassel. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> well, he's not, like a Terminator. Not, not when I'm bidding like millions of pounds more than I actually have in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, well, maybe I want you to spend those millions, Brassel. That's the point, and our <laughs> listeners do too. He certainly so, has them. How, how many did I bid? Uh, six. Yeah, Jesus. Six. Okay. Right. Yeah. Derby County. Uh, Derby. Yes, of course. Uh, Portsmouth. Oxford United. Well played. Newcastle. Very well played. Now it. Now. Now the well runneth dry. Yes. So you got uh, two more. Two more. Uh, uh, I'm impressed. You got four actually. Okay. Let's try. Um, let's try another team in the Midlands. Let's go for Stoke City. Unlucky, sir. <laughs> See what you were doing there. Uh, Blackburn Rovers, Birmingham City. Ah, could have gone for Birmingham. Yeah, yeah they were the other two. And uh, so, uh, Colchester United and, and QPR. Yeah, there's yes. the eight, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah they were. You did you have six, yeah? Have five, did you? I had five, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, good game, good standard. Just had to be on the, on the did, wrong end of it, but it happens. Yeah, it does, it does. It sometimes just doesn't go your way. And he got lucky there, I think we can all agree, as he did last week as well, but he is still the champ. <laughs> um, so, uh, great, great news for our international listeners who just had to sit through um, <laughs> almost 10 minutes of Jim Smith, Gary Megson, and Alex McLeish's managerial careers. Absolutely well for the purists. Those of you in the US who are listening, if you want to direct message me on Twitter or Instagram, asking me the context for all those managers, I'll happily fill in why, or in Megson's case, why not. At least McLeish, yeah. they might know. Yeah, I got my hands up at Megson and Smith, but I didn't choose them. No. There we go. Or did I? I mean, the production team's quite young as well. It's like yeah. it's weird how they pick them well, up. Well, that's we've, we've look at. Aren't you proud? I uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> See how the edit turns yeah, out. Yeah, no, true enough. True enough. Well, there we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, uh, sponsored by Betway. Uh, if you wake up on Saturday morning and you just cannot wait to get amongst the football, fear not. We've got a brand new episode of At the Match from St James's Park out first thing in the morning. It's a brilliant listen, is it not, Andy Brassel? I, I would say so. I'm yeah. interested to see if you say so. Well, I, th- I will say so, but I have to wait because it's out tomorrow, tomorrow morning on Football Ramble Presents instead of its usual Monday slot because we have something very special out that day. All will be revealed next week, of course. It's worth pointing out that if you love the Football Ramble, <clears throat> we very, very much appreciate you subscribing and listening to the show, but you're not getting the full Football Ramble experience if you don't subscribe to Football Ramble Presents. Upfront's on there, best show out there about women's football. You've got On the Continent, Dotton's intro for On the Continent Thursday, an all-time great broadcasting intro, not just in podcasting, but across the industry generally. Brassel's on that every week as well. You've got At The Match, which Brassel does, which is amazing. You've got a new series coming out next week. We're going to um, we're gonna run up the flagpole. There's loads going on. So mm. what you must, must do right now is pause, go onto your podcast app and search for Football Round Presents and hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss all that amazing content that's on our sister channel because it's well worth it. Absolutely right. A few people have tweeted me saying, 
Did you uh, unlock the gate to the weekend yesterday? Of course I bloody did. He always does. Of course it's I first did. First thing he does. Absolutely right. First you, thing he does. Oh, you've got it's listen. easy to forget it the day before a bank holiday. Though. It is, yeah. it is, yeah, absolutely right. No but, one would have blamed you. No, uh, no well, but they, it's, uh, it's not easy to forget when you're a professional weekend opener. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the, guy's, the, guy, the guy didn't do five years at weekend opener university to be doctor of the opening of the weekend to right. forget it. Five very enjoyable years. Um, yeah. But, but all, if, if, if you're not sure... Just just put your ear out the window and as soon as you hear fireball by Pitbull, yeah. then you're away. Heavy yeah. is the head that wears the weekend crown. <laughs> and Marcus Speller's neck muscles are better than most. <laughs> who, who would you leave the keys with if you were going away for the weekend? Oh, well, that, let's cross that bridge as and when. Probably Pitbull himself, actually. <laughs> You'd probably get seven days straight. If it, it was you'd him. have to be wearing the white suit, though, right? Oh, oh. You, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who could apply for the job now. Go on. Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Nothing on the weekends these days. There we are, you see. I pay more than minimum wage. Uh, thank you very much, as I said, to listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show. Part of the ACAST Creator Network is old Football Ramble. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you on Monday. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 